0: Watermelon sugar high. <laughs> Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. There's more, no? There's more? I can't think of the rest of the words. Yes. It's like strawberries <laughs> at night. <laughs>
1: I don't remember. The, I can't remember uh, what it it's was. A new song. I know that song stuck in my head too, man. It's all uh, over the place. That, that song. That was Matt from Turnkey. We got we got Matt Carlito. We got uh, Matt from Turnkey. Shoring. It, you don't even know. What are we gonna talk about, Tile? No. No. <laughs> what are we gonna
0: talk about? Carpentry. Today? Uh, a little bit. What yeah, are we gonna carpentry's talk about? Carpentry
1: gonna be involved. Uh, what are we gonna bricklaying? No.
0: Oh, Ooh, drilling holes. A little bit.
1: Okay. So what are we gonna talk about, Matt?
0: Oh, we we're talking about drilling some holes and filling them air tight. That's it. All right. So, it's I a like porn that. show
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, thank you very much for joining the show. We really appreciate you coming by. <laughs> <laughs> I know we tried to schedule this before COVID and all of a sudden COVID hit and then we all just went like Flatline, but now we're here. It's July. It's a little warm. It's not as warm as last week. Last week it was like three sweaty hot men here. Dude, he just brought like pizzas and
0: and salad. Oh my God, lamb. I
2: swear I thought you were Italian.
0: I am as caker as they come, but no. I make the best caker espresso you will ever have in your <laughs> yeah, life. I can imagine. You and come to my office, I assure you. Manny does like on job sites. I'll I'm give gonna him pass that. by.
2: I'm gonna pass by just honestly. for the listeners because they can't see this. You should see these guys eating spadooch.
1: This is come on, man. It's right there. I can't believe you're touching it, man. I
0: picked this up fresh. I know, oh,
1: dude. It tastes so good. Okay, so we got to thank them, and I really appreciate you getting gluten free too, as well,
0: man. Well, it's it's your girl, right? I know that she's gluten. I told her what I was doing, and, she's and saying, she oh it's and for man the it's good for free. the
2: weak people. It's not.
1: For <laughs> the I very sh- much. It's all, this is all the sugar
2: gluten. and read it up. GMO no, that's been read added it, into your into up. your genetics. <laughs> oh, my genetics are European; they're strong.
1: <laughs> Eat extra gluten. <laughs> Eat more. <laughs> this is not a food podcast. You're lucky <laughs> I saw my mother before I came here. <laughs> okay can we get can we get back on track here yeah yeah uh what are we doing first Our oh wait, wait a second. second are you ready oh, no hang on a sec- no i'm not actually okay because let's do the handles we got to do the handles so Man, what's wrong with you on ig turnkey shoring yep on the website it's www.turnkeyss.ca keeping it canadian uh email info at turnkeyss.ca and you got a youtube channel yeah turnkey
0: it actually gets uh quite a few hits nice Uh, i like to showcase some of our bigger jobs on it yeah i'm actually started filming this week videos of um i've been losing a lot of employees in the first week so intro videos on what is shoring what you're working
2: wow that's cool because we're gonna talk about that right now
0: so we can onboard them easier and faster
2: we got Uh, wait wait a second just before we go any farther are you losing them because of cave-ins (laughs)
1: <laughs> no
0: there's you, no cave no. on the turkey shoring side. wrong
2: with, why would <laughs> well, you I say said he that. was losing a whole bunch no, why would you <laughs> say and he wanted to educate that's... a
1: whole bunch of people
2: <laughs>
0: it, it, the, the general problem is you hire people that don't want to work and they want to get their wage subsidy from the government that's the issue. so that's yeah. the game
1: that they're playing right now
0: that's the game they're playing right i thought
1: now. that was an american game it's still a Canadian I'm game, eh? I'm
0: experiencing Canada right now. Wow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't... If I worked for you, I would
2: love it because I could just imagine you're feeding your guys amazing. No, I don't think this happens every day.
0: Well, we're actually having a barbecue this week what in our f- office. See? Where do we apply? Friday. Oh, well, come <laughs> right in see <laughs> <We> Sam over. <laughs> we apply Friday. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So
1: on with the show, we got a lot to talk about, but Carlito... We have history with <laughs> Manny. I think, Matt, you know these segments, don't you? Yeah. yeah. You're familiar with them, right? You might know this information. Carlito. Oh, here it goes again. (laughs) Can somebody at this table tell me what's the deepest hole that anybody's ever dug in the world? Wow. And where? Well, uh, it was probably me because I've dug some really deep (laughs) holes. (laughs) No, we are talking about Mother Russia. We're actually talking about Murmansky Russia. 1970 scientists started drilling the cola super deep borehole. It went down 12,262 meters, about 7.5 miles.
2: Wow! It took 24
1: years. They wanted to actually try to get to the center of the Earth. To what? Destroy it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's another realm in there. There's another world underneath the planet. No, the the problem is after 24 years, it got too hot. It was getting as hot as 356 Fahrenheit. Drilling the hole. Drilling, and it was mostly water down there. But that's all they. They just to give you a perspective. They only drilled at twelve thousand two hundred sixty-two meters, which is seven and a half miles. They only drilled two percent of the way of the Earth. Wow, two percent is seven and a half miles That's down. Crazy. Mother Nature does not want you to go down there. So, just to <laughs> give you a reference on that one, Mariana <laughs> Trench, which I think we're kind of familiar from movies and stuff like that, it's that deepest part in the ocean. They're at ten thousand nine hundred four meters. So wow. they actually went further than that. Wow! Wow! So that
2: was. History with Manny. That was a really good one, Manny. I like that one.
0: So over to you now, Matt. Mother Russia. Ah. <laughs> we have
1: listeners in Russia.
0: Actually, I follow a bunch of Russian drillers in Russia. They post the craziest stuff. Yeah, about they, they do some on. insane things. Well, there.
2: I know a lot of Russians, and they're pretty crazy,
1: too. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. What do we want to know about you, Matt, In Turnkey? When did you get started, man?
0: Eight years ago now.
1: That's it. You're younging yeah. on this, then. What were you doing before?
0: I've been doing construction my whole life.
1: So when did you start?
0: 16, 15, 16 years what old. What trade
1: did you get into?
0: So originally I was just working as site labor in a subdivision, you know.
1: Track building. Yeah. That like, must have been fun.
0: It was, but I was just sweeping floors and everything. It was, it was annoying. I, I kind of hated it. But then I saw them starting to dig the next section of the houses, and I got into it and like, got in with uh, some Italian guys there. I, I Luciano (laughs) he's
2: Italian (laughs) I know Luciano does rebar
0: (laughs) (laughs) he would uh he taught me the grade stick and taught me everything and back in those days we didn't have those really fancy lasers it was just one laser and a stick and a receiver and
1: yeah Yeah. that was it
0: a couple bricks and then I uh I basically fell in love with construction
1: just from digging a hole
0: just from digging holes
1: Not a lot of guys get into that part of the business.
0: Well, what actually happened later on is when I I, I went to university, because I had to, my parents said, there's no choice. Went to university, came back, went back to work for a different builder now. Uh, Worked for him for three years, got up to like Site Super, and then all I remember is him, big, big, half Jewish, half Italian guy, goes to the shoring guy on the site, goes, you motherfucking shoring company guys make more money than me on the house this is bullshit and then i was like i need to figure out that trade (laughs) smart (laughs) it's true was eh? it true it was true it was true he worked it out that if you took a hundred dollar bill and stapled it to the walls and this was like 15 years ago now that's how much the shoring was costing him for next to nothing and he had to do it
1: it was by law it was code you had to code and they were undermining a house and
0: everything so
1: wow that was a reference that he gave you a hundred dollar bill yeah. Against the dirt wall.
0: Yeah. Against the dirt wall. And I'm like, I need that makes to learn sense. this trade. That makes sense. I always wanted to get... But you
2: caught on.
0: Yeah. You was,
2: stole that from them. I was. You started I was, collecting all those hundreds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it theft. I would call it...
0: You no, absorb it,
2: the knowledge. The, the thing about education is once someone gives it to you, they can never take it back. Do what, with
0: you, like yeah. what you want with it, 100%. man. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I did everything in my power to learn the trade. Started off my own. Started... Uh, Little landscape company. Then got the opportunity through some friends of mine. We rented a drill and uh, didn't know anything about shoring. Very little. Talked to some people in the business. Figured it out.
1: Big machinery, man. Big it, toys. You know what?
0: It's big now that I have the stuff. I had before was tiny, like. And <laughs> I was, okay.
2: Wait a second. What was tiny? Tiny. Let's hear yeah, what, what are it we talking was about. Tiny. Okay, a okay, Little. With uh, with an
0: Italian drill rig attachment. Okay. I still remember renting it for, it was six grand a week.
2: Holy
0: cow. Yeah, and that was eight years ago. And. But it
1: was making you what a week?
0: I remember quoting a job from the seat of the cab, not even looking at the job, just saying, ah, that will be $50,000 for three days. And the guy's like, I think your price is high. I'm like, oh, okay. I had (laughs) enough work backlogged. Just forgot about it, and then nah, he calls me back. He's like, yeah, so uh, you'll come next week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come next week. <laughs> he he just—it was—it was one of those clients that like started negotiating with you, and I—I I didn't really like him, so. So you yeah. just threw him But you like out him now. Yeah, I, I actually done three more jobs for him later on, but I give him better prices now. <laughs> and that was eight years ago. That was eight years ago. I was the first. Non-unionized shoring company out there. Everybody else is union? Everyone else was union. So
1: were there threats? Were there...
0: There were threats earlier on. Oh, really? Yeah. A couple of the people didn't like what I was doing. I was taking their work. But you're
1: starting a business, competition, thriving. What's the big deal?
0: Well, can I ask you, was there
2: anything illegal about it? Not at all. Not at all. So then what does it matter,
0: really? I guess the union companies were angry. The union companies were angry that I was taking work, but I w- they didn't understand. I was also educating the engineers and architects and showing them that this needs to happen. There needs to be more shoring. And then I feel like the city of Toronto started enforcing more of the shoring bylaws, which they weren't enforcing. Uh, I was working very closely with a couple of engineers and they were starting to spec it on their jobs, on their drawings. And then three years ago, this is what really helped is when the city of Toronto stopped issuing permit drawings without shoring drawings to companies, same as the city of Oakville, because they didn't trust the builders to do it. Because you know, you get those- It's too risky, man. Yeah, you get some spec builders out there that are just trying to pump out the project. Actually, one of my best clients is a spec builder who says, we do shoring on every project because he could time how long it's gonna take to do every trade, and he could build the house in eight months, one trade's on site at a time, Basically, he's worried about a cave-in and talking to the neighbors. He says, "I don't want to talk to my neighbors." What's the bare minimum amount of shoring you recommend? I say my amount, and he's like, "Let's go." So
1: this is regular track building. So you're going what? The, these 18- are
0: these are custom homes. So these are custom homes. They're like 10 to 12 feet. The, basements. The basements, but garages. Yeah, we've done. When you're couple- getting
2: into bigger homes like that, they become garages, underground garages, right? Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Yeah.
0: Those are now my bread and butter houses. Yeah. Like, Good they for need you. them
1: because they got to keep digging.
0: I, I won't tell you the person's name because he's a quite famous Torontonian. Okay. The house we started for him had an underground parking garage and we started, I had all the steel on site. It was a $300,000 residential shoring job for, for me. Like biggest job. Just was, your ticket just was Just my ticket was 300,000 and this guy shows up and I can't like, Basically, look not homeless, but did not look like he was a multi-millionaire, <laughs> and just starts talking about a squash cord in the house. And I, I I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, I don't work for this guy. I'm, i work for the GC. And the GC comes back later. It's like, yeah, the job's on hold. I'm like, why? It's like we got to put a squash cord in the basement too. So, you got to go love, deeper, I love squash, by go, the way. I love squash too, but I don't think I'll ever have a squash court in my basement.
1: Are you going deeper? Are you going wider? You Going this? deeper. Going deeper.
0: On the whole basement, because it was just a drive in underground parking garage in the back, but now I wanted a squash court in the front too.
1: Must be nice. Huh? And then
0: all the steel I had on site was now essentially garbage. Well, it's funny because. So, the- what happens
1: in that situation?
0: I bring back the steel to the. Like, I had to give him some sort of credit, but like. All the steel was cut to size for that job. For that
1: job, and now it was
2: changed. Yeah, were you able to use that on another project? Eventually, yeah. It's so, so the squash court—I guess that had to go to 20 feet, because the squash court's about 16 feet high.
0: Yeah, I think the overall cut there was a little bit deeper because they had to—I think it was 22 feet in the front and 18 in the back for the parking. There rush. must have been
1: like a couple sub pumps. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. man. And that was, what, one of your first big jobs? or that's That most... was
0: one of my first bigger jobs. I was in year two.
1: Okay, so let's get back into, like, let's go to daycare. Can we just kind of, not dumb down shoring, but let's just explain shoring to everybody, right? And, and let's explain proper shoring.
0: General shoring, which means holding up a structure or anything, but I perform engineered earth retention shoring. Okay. My, bi- I, like, I don't shore up buildings. I don't shore up. Trenches. Walls, trenches. Yeah, no. Tony Cod Shore, Box Shoring, he's the best for that. I don't do any of that. You do I, earth. I just do earth shoring for holding up houses, infrastructure, dirt. More and more in the City of Toronto with the tree people. Tree
2: so people. you're yeah. actually bracing the houses. I thought when you were saying shoring, you were doing more like uh, excavation of the soil away from the home, but you're actually
1: supporting the home. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Because you're building so close to it, exactly, and you can't uh, you can't do an angle cut, right? So you gotta you gotta go straight, and you yeah. gotta go right to their property line.
0: So by code in Toronto, you're allowed a four foot vertical cut, and then uh, it's a ten to seven out, but it's more or less a one to one. The Ministry of Labor will get, let you do. In the City of Toronto, you know how close these houses are. Yeah, it's together. insane. Like you yeah, two feet. Yeah, you, you'll be lucky. You
1: Arm's reach, man, to your next yeah. door neighbor. That's all it is. So that's what you started doing. Going back to the very beginning of it, I mean, it wasn't intimidating. Like, you, d- you, didn't, you didn't study this. You didn't s- learn under a person. You didn't.
0: Manny, I love working. Okay. I, I dig in. Like, when I find something, I'll study it, figure out every aspect of it, research it to death. And I love I getting my hands dirty. I love trying things. Like, I was supposed to be an accountant.
2: Is that what you went to university for? That's what I went to university wow, for. Wow, I can't imagine that, man. I well, your numbers we're... are good. <laughs> <laughs> 50K. <laughs> okay. I do a mean budget. <laughs> 300 uh, and <laughs> 50,000 for the squash court. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're the only guy I know, really, like online. I know that, like, you're the only shoring guy that I really know. I don't know how many guys are out there that are also doing what you're doing.
0: There's been about four or five that popped up. Since you. Since me. But as far as I know, I'm, I was the only one non-union That came into the market in Toronto.
1: Well, that's a question that Carlita wants to ask you. Why did you go non-union? Why didn't you go union? Uh, Manny's speaking for me, (laughs) but that would be the question I'd be asking.
0: (laughs) I was not allowed to join the union when I was originally working.
1: Why not?
0: Because they didn't really want me. They didn't want a young kid just labor. So I was not invited. So I said...
2: What? I've never heard of such a thing.
0: Yeah, they... I called the guy. He never called me back. I, I was kind of offended. I was like, well, and then I was told to join the union. You have to know someone in the house and you got to pay your dues. And I didn't really get that whole thing. And kind
2: of sounds like a little bit of a mafia. Well, <laughs> you know, it's who you know. <laughs> do you have to kiss the <laughs> ring?
1: Is that what's going on? No, here? you
2: either have to do school. You have to do schooling towards university. Like, to, like you took university for accounting, but you didn't take anything for construction. So it had to be kind of work related, right?
0: Yeah. For yeah. you
2: to be coming in off the street.
0: Yeah. So they they wanted me to pick a, something I was going to work in. It's usually
2: and, family and friends yeah. that get in first. I mean, and, it's typical of that, yeah. right?
0: And, well, the other thing I realized years later, I was trying to get in a labor union when I really wanted to get in the operators. <laughs> 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 what is that, 764 or something? Yeah, I, I picked the wrong one right <laughs> off the hob. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so... <laughs> Maybe I was asking the wrong questions at the time. Yeah, they but. were
2: like, okay, this guy's
1: gone. Yeah. But, but Thank God way, they didn't take you, though. But either way, <laughs> somebody offended you, and you came up with
0: this. Yeah. So. Which
1: is generally the story with a lot of successful things. Yeah. Right?
2: That's well, let's talk about how dangerous this is. Like, we're making jokes, and we're having fun, but your job is a dangerous job.
1: No, his job you is- You have lot a lot of responsibility, job, and,
2: and that's why you're paying so much
1: for it. His service is an important job. It's an important service. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a dangerous. It's dangerous in the wrong hands. Same thing with a gun, dude. You know that. What? You've told me this before. It's true. Okay, a gun is not dangerous. It's whose hand that's holding that that's gun. Right. So his business is an important business, and the way he runs that business, that's important. No, but you could
2: imagine you, you got. You're probably holding up really old buildings that, if any.
0: Oh, they're, they every time's a challenge and. I don't know. I have a love hate with engineers because they feed me work, but you still see engineering that comes out and like, oh, what the hell did you guys dream up? Like six by six posts to hold up a twenty foot house? Like that's not. <laughs> and you work. question them,
1: and they actually never really answer you. <laughs> no. Like they don't. They it, it's I don't know. How, it's not. A, they give you an answer, but it's not an answer.
0: And they put these darn notes on their drawings saying like, if conditions aren't ideal. My injuries. As, yeah. as per you, as
1: per you, it's all your. That's fault. covering them legally. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like you can't That's hold funny. them to anything. So so
2: the- I thought you used metal. We do. Okay, so when they said six by six, you're talking about six by six I beams or square well, stock steel.
0: We buy uh, I beams in volume, and uh, my go-to sizes are sixteen by thirty-one and eighteen by forty. Just general I beams. The first number is how wide the flanges. And then second number is the weight per foot. Recent, in the last two years, I standardized what we buy to get better quality, like better quantity discounts and everything, and just be Be more more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Because with more competitors, you know, they're cutting your, they're cutting your bottom line. So you're trying to get economies of scale here, drive down your price. So we standardize all our installs.
2: I just saw the accountant come out in you. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone could, have, yeah, I know you guys are listening, but if you could watch
1: this, you could see the accountant. <laughs> but You yeah. can hear the typewriter. <laughs>
0: the other thing is I see other people design these projects with like 8-inch beams and 10-inch beams, and they're telling me I'm using steel that's too big, but they forget the fact that steel's a commodity. Who cares what size the steel is? It's the weight of the steel. So they're installing 54 pounds a foot. I'm installing 30 pounds a foot. I'm getting a stronger section of the steel because it's wider and, uh, you explain
1: this to them and they just don't just
0: goes like right over. They don't understand it right over the head. I have an engineer on staff. He goes to the site with this blue book of the guide to steel and it's like the deflection of this beam equals this. So we're allowed to use it.
1: And And they just don't get that.
0: They don't get that, but I love it because they work for some of my competitors <laughs> <laughs> so they're already So it's the kind of like having stage. a
1: spy that's kind of feeding <laughs> yeah. the wrong information lo- he <laughs> says i
0: love it, <laughs> love it. <laughs>
1: It's, it's made my business successful, yeah. which is Not great. Not only
0: buy the steel cheaper than them, but I use... <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> should we be letting people
2: know this? Are you saying that more accountants should get into shoring? Yeah. <laughs> I think more accountants
0: should get into construction.
1: That's what should happen. All right. So you started off with what kind of a machine?
0: It was a CF3 Tescar... On a Hitachi carrier straight from Italy.
1: Straight from Italy. Straight wow, from it sounds Italy. fancy alright. Right
0: off the boat. Yeah, right off the boat. The Italians invented shoring as we know it.
1: They know a thing about digging.
0: What's the city built on? Venice. Olo- Venice, yeah. yeah. Venice. It's all built on piles. Like, yeah, yeah. Know yeah. Croatian
1: trees,
2: by the way. Really? Yeah, they chopped down a massive forest a in minute. Croatia. Wait, to, last to week
1: he tried city. to convince the audience. No, no, that no. PL is actually used on the shuttle. Okay. Yeah. And I From say- NASA. <laughs> hey, look it up. I'm not. You know. It's what's holding all the tiles on the shuttle. Okay.
2: <laughs> he doesn't believe anything. No, you know? I don't believe. He it. hasn't googled it <laughs> so yet. So I but don't he's still believe- talking.
0: I don't. Listen,
1: be- <laughs> Don Cherry. <laughs> I do not believe this creation. Look would it up, man. Look it up.
0: So you're telling me a NASA scientist goes. <laughs> PL is okay. Like this Home Depot product, I feel like there'd be so many.
2: It, and it was originally invented for the space shuttle. Why didn't the whole, they go did, no more nails? You're so <laughs> stupid. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Back the,
2: the, the you know what I'll, I'll make one up that was for the arrow <laughs> all
1: right <laughs> it got <laughs> shut down <Where> were we? <laughs> Where, okay so that was the first machine but okay how many toys you got
0: nowadays so i actually just sold the cf3 this, the original one that you the using? original one i sold Oh, was, you should have
2: never done that.
0: You know what? It did break my heart and I sold it locally. You should have stuck it right in the shop in the center, man. He's a hoarder. It was, you know what? I wanted to. Sentimental. I needed, <laughs> I get sentimental at two, but I needed the cash for another machine I purchased.
1: Italian?
0: All Italian. All Italian? All Italian.
2: Okay, wait. Is it really the, Italian or does it just say made in tent, Okay, so
0: that's my biggest issue with espresso makers these days. Oh, oh we'll... let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's cut out of what
1: we're talking about for espresso machines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is the issue with espresso machines? Okay, You buy all these fancy Italian espresso makers. Go on,
2: please. I want him to hear yeah. this because I've had this discussion with and him.
0: And they all get shipped from China. China? Thank no.
2: you. China? Or, no. or how about this one? They have Chinese people working in Italy Hang on a sec. for nothing. Where are the beans what coming from?
0: My beans I get from, they're roasted in Oakville.
1: From where originally?
0: It's a blend they use. Costa Rica. From Africa. And some <laughs> okay, so places. I'm not here in China on the beans. But no. you, you don't understand, the machine quality cannot pop, like cannot do a decent espresso. So the, which machine,
1: so, what machine should we be using?
0: The Rocket from Milan, Italy. It's made in Italy with Italian parts. Wow. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah.
1: I, I do know which wait, one you Wait a
0: about. second, can you,
2: uh, We at the beginning of the podcast before we had the mic on, you were saying that you were from what? I'm from Canada, baby. I know but He's you, had, you had a ter- you had a term, oh, Caker. Caker. No Quaker. Oat? oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Quaker on my dad's side. But I assure you, it's the best Cakers. I swear. Here.
1: You miss disconnected from your family roots, man. <laughs> You're Italian for sure. Oh. <laughs> we got to get rid of all the Chinese, basically espresso machines.
0: Ah, uh, it doesn't get the coffee hot enough. It doesn't, produ- like, doesn't put enough pressure on the beans on the
1: beans on the ground okay yeah, so wow you don't
0: get all the full flavor extraction from your espresso this is Holy.
1: important stuff carlito i see, I see manny yeah. if you guys this can look at manny stuff, right now man. he's drooling this yeah. is important <laughs> stuff okay you bought the machine now
0: yeah so I, are we talking <laughs> he, about espresso stuff
2: no he veered
1: <laughs> off he veered off was the, the actual sure. new exca- excavator we've never yeah. had this happen I'll, by the way i'll actually
0: go back <laughs> to my whole problem with Chinese implements Perfect, let's listen to it In my first machine, I, I went out and bought $70,000 worth of Bits. Chinese augers That were supposed to be European spec
1: And? I still you...
0: have them in my yard I fucking hate them They're scrap metal But I keep them as a reminder Don't buy cheap tools
2: Wow, thank you okay. very much yeah. you Like like, h- like, like Hilti? Hilti? It's not made in China <laughs> No Hilti, no Hilti No <laughs> Hilti American, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I thought he was German. German-American? Okay. All right. <laughs> so you keep him there as a reminder.
0: Yeah, a reminder, no cheap tools. Because it, the right pitch on the auger with the right tooth will cut through that soil faster than anything you see. On our new drills, you put one of those Chinese augers on. You're 45 minutes to drill a hole and you put a proper italian or american-made auger depending what the situation is i find the italians are better for clay sandy soils and the americans are better for harder rocks really yeah we're 7 to 12 minutes a hole we'll drill 35 feet you're you're five wow. times
1: less like oh five yeah. times wow
0: it's it's one-third operator one-third machine one-third tooling that's what you've worked like, it out to. That's what I worked it out to. And I, I believe it's with your trades too. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. A tile setter. You don't have the right trowel. You can't get that mud on the wall properly.
2: Yeah. Or the right tile machine. Like I just got a job because nobody had, could cut a 50 inch tile. See, a hundred percent. so everybody was great tile setters, but no one could lay the tile because they didn't have the machine. So I got the job. Beautiful. <laughs> and you get the a <laughs> premium for having the right machines. Yeah. And everyone was making fun of me for
0: spending so much money on it. <laughs> it just keeps making me money. If you guys ever come to my shop and see my tool collection, like I still have. I'm somebody. totally coming to your okay, shop. now. All right. So <laughs> now that
1: you've opened that can of worms, let's. What kind of tool collection are we talking about here? Well, oh, I got everything you need. Hilt- what Hilt-y. brand? What
0: brand? Okay. So depending what the job, depending okay. on the job and what you're using it for. All right. I'm loyal to Still. Okay. For mm. their quick cuts and chainsaws.
1: You haven't gone on the battery craze? Eco uh, or Echo? There's not enough
2: power
0: in no, the I, I know, I know. But I heard the... Echo's doing better than still now, though. Have you gone that route yet? I, I haven't tried it. We tried the Husqvarna saws. How was that? You know what? The Quick Cuts had more power than the still Quick Cuts, but we buy way more chainsaws than Quick Cuts. Okay. So I wanted one brand for everything and one person to service everything, and my service provider for the small tools just said still's the best. So I'm MS250s on the chainsaws with 16-inch blades, and then the same 420 quick cuts. Those are bulletproof. You can't go wrong. Easy fix. Fix a cord. And we stock it. Battery Who takes
1: care of your maintenance? You guys take care of it yourself.
0: Pull cords. We will. After that, we have a pile in the yard, and we go to a guy named Boss Equipment. Dom. Oh, I know Dom. Dom is.
1: I've been trying to get Dom, 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 Dom on the show.
0: I will personally <laughs> I don't think
1: it's Dom. Dom, Dom,
2: Dom. It's just Dom. <laughs> no, I
1: want, I want to get Dominic on the show. I really want to get him on because I'm sure he has thousands of stories of these tools that come in that he fixes
0: for these guys. So right? I bought a DeWalt chipping gun.
1: Here we go. I gave this it sounds to like my best be a good story. worker.
0: <laughs> he comes back to me three days later, foreign guy from... I, Eastern Europe. I can't remember our country that goes, Boss. Croatia. I, I, yeah. Probably Croatia. He's <laughs> like, I broke this. I am really sorry. Could I have my Bosch chipping hammer back? Wow. Yeah. The Bosch, all tools break. You, we all know that. But if you buy the Bosch ones, you could fix them. Dom services them. Uh, not so much the, ba- I don't like the Bosch battery ones either. I don't like any of the battery. I like cord, man. I like yeah, I'm that, a cord guy still too. I like that 15 amp cord. Yeah. But I brought the DeWalt one to Dom, and he couldn't fix it. He couldn't get parts. DeWalt wasn't going to warranty it either. How, how young was this tool? Like if- Brand new. The sales Whoa. rep was trying to get me to convert. Can I, can I make
1: a deal with you? That's interesting, because um, this I'm... show is brought to you by DeWalt. I, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, oh, I wanna... shit.
0: Really? No. I oh. <laughs> we I you were, hey,
2: we just, just like doing just that. Just so you all. know, <laughs> we are not policed here, and we have no loyalty to anyone except for what works. That's not exactly yeah. true. We've got a podcast coming up for Bosch. Yeah, okay.
1: You But have, that's just us tucking tools. Yeah. That's uh, all it's gonna but be.
2: The loyalty is to what works. Yes.
0: Yeah. 100%. We're, we're not we're not ever <laughs> endorsing. We're not <laughs> endorsing
2: anything for money here. This is oh. there's no money being endorsed. Because
0: so. I, I love Bosch for their chipping guns and their rotary drills and their tools for those applications. They're, they're great. They're great. Can I,
2: can I ask you something? Have you tried a Hilti cut
0: saw? <laughs> I've never tried the Hilti saw I'm gonna cut lend saw. you mine. Okay. I want you to
2: use it and tell me what you think.
0: Deal. I've never tried that, but I tried their chipping guns, and the guy still preferred the Bosch. Wow. What was the reason why? Just how it hit. It was. It was able to clean soil. A deeper soil. clean break. Yeah. They're the, both
1: way about the same. They both same handle the same. It just, okay, just the way they hit.
0: It's also a comfort issue now. Like, I think we have, like, we'll have to ask Don, but. He does my inventory. I think we have like eighteen, twenty chipping guns. Holy
1: cow. Yeah, like oh, You're a smell outfit.
0: You got a big <laughs> crew, man. No, no, no. I don't have a big crew, but I need to have the tools working. Big, every crew yeah. gets redundancies. So every crew goes out with three chipping guns. They only need two. One breaks, goes in the back of the truck, the new one comes out. There's no phone call. What about There's air no chippers? You're not using air chippers? air chippers do work better but on the smaller jobs it's a lot of work to set up the air compressor and then set up the tools and then in the winter really
2: all you're doing all you're doing is putting a little bit of fluid in it just to keep the lines from not freezing and it's diesel
0: it's hard because you got to move the compressor along move the hoses and then in the winter time those lines freeze and we've had some issues with that and it's i just find it Generally easier. to Use the Bosch. You just need
2: more alcohol, my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I buy the generators from Canadian Tire on sale. Oh, you, buy you
2: Champ?
1: Need. You buy Champion. I man. buy the Champion. And market. they last forever. I remember uh, DGR. He did a big, there was a big blowout on Canadian yeah. Tire one day. And all of a sudden he went to go buy six of them. And Dude, I was, you, uh, yeah.
2: you could buy secondhand military
0: generators, man, like five grand. Here's the thing. It's not even those generators. They work two years and then I sell them on Kijiji for half of what I paid for them
2: wow so like
0: i've noticed now with tools and if you buy the boss so you're chipping- just
2: cycling through them before their life expectancy kind of comes yeah. up yeah
0: and i got a great deal with dom at boss equipment all he does is hey matt this this chipping gun or this chainsaw is kind of at end of life wow it's gonna cost you a lot to fix if it comes back to me we put it back together i put it on Kijiji, say give me your offer and i'm usually selling the tools for half of what i paid you if someone gets
2: out. it, at least they have some money to fix it. Yeah. And yeah. That's fantastic.
0: Okay. So win-win. next time you see Dom, get him on the show. I will have him on the show.
1: He has to, I know he's got dozens of stories, like tools. Oh,
0: that guy knows so much about tools.
1: I know. That's why I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. And, and everybody. I want to talk motors yeah. with him.
0: Yeah. Everything. Well, he's loyal to Honda Motors. That's why he likes the champion. Everybody is. Yeah. Then Kawasaki. Champions is Honda. The, they're the same? They're same motors. Honda, I
2: mean, Honda for me. And then Kawasaki second. And then I don't even want to talk about the rest.
0: Gas engines, Honda's my favorite, but when you get to the diesels, I like my Zuzu engines and Kubota engines. Wow. Those are my favorite there.
2: But We have to do a little segment now. Oh, do we? Okay, well, let's talk (laughs) building code
1: talk with Manny today. (laughs) Can you gentlemen, I'm sure Matt, you probably know this. Carlito can give it a try. Oh, um, man. <laughs> he's been on a roll lately, man. He's like my big sister. You know what I mean? On a regular housing <laughs> foundation wall dig, excavation. Wait, say again. Sorry. On a regular house foundation wall excavation, how far back does the earth have to be from the foundation placement? One meter. Is it one meter? I've got 30 inches. Yeah, that's one meter, yeah. basically. Okay. You knew it's it. It's right under... Up. By, by a lot. <laughs> but <now laughs> but I, so, what's the highest you have to go before you actually start av- having to add shoring?
0: Four feet. Anything over four feet, you need shoring unless it's approved by a geotech.
1: These are easy and ones. And why geotech? These are easy ones for them.
0: What's that? Well, uh, because if you go to certain parts, especially out here, you're digging in the rock.
1: So, so
2: they know. want to know if it's sand, soil, yeah. or rock.
0: And and you could, you could dig. So it's a
2: geologist, basically, for exactly. people listening. yeah.
1: So that was
2: Building Code Talk with Man. It was an easy one for Matt, man. I made, it, <laughs> I made it easy. Carlito had no clue. I didn't know either. This guy's an accountant.
1: He's got everything figured out. <laughs> so, so we're talking to Matt at Turnkey Shoring on IG, and it's www.turnkeyss.ca, info at turnkeyss.ca, and also the YouTube channel, Turnkey. Yeah, We're talking everything to do with uh, shoring. Let's talk about soil. Let's talk about sure. soil conditions in Toronto. Have you dug anywhere else outside of Toronto, or how far away have you gone?
0: We've gone to Kingston, Kingston? London, Hamilton, how and Hamilton, Hamilton. What's in there? If you're <laughs> If you're not on the hill, it's this cobbly, sandy soil. It's great drilling. If you get on top of the mountain, it's the hardest fucking rock I ever seen wow. in my life. Wow. That's some. That's, how did you
2: drill through that? Is it lime? What chipping? is it? Armorstone stone? Lime? What it's, is? I think it's. Dolomite or something. It's a dolomite. Home. Dolomite. It can't be dolomite. It's, it's, it's. Dude, that's like a huge fucking <laughs> deposit. I'm gonna go start picking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna picture Carlito I, up in I the don't mountain there. The term it was for that soil, but like, we just finished a job on Upper James Street, and we were getting, like, under normal day we're 300 feet a day. We're, I think we were drilling like 30 feet a day.
2: Wow. So that changes your quotes when you come out there, then, eh?
0: Yeah. So we. Then again, switch to the American core buckets. We put these really, really small, fine teeth on with carbide tips. And it would just grab it. It would just... Just slowly grind it. And then the powder that gets made when you're grinding gets lodged into the bucket, which then you snap off your core. And then you get like these poker chips coming up, giant earth poker chips. Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. When you guys come by the yard, I keep a lot oh, of you them. Oh, you keep them? I keep the trophies. Wicked, so man. I guess you've done it trophies. long enough. Trophies. <laughs> the trophies.
1: It's not science on a lamps, man. What's wrong with you? Um, so, so you know enough of the soil conditions all over the place that if someone's giving you a job and they send it over to you that you already have an idea.
0: I, we have the geotechnical maps in the office too. So they if, give you that. But I, we did 184 jobs last year, so I have a general sense of where everything is. Have you hit gold? No. <laughs> There's no gold in the, the earth. The closest I get are these bottles from the old ash plants. and. My driver actually found out one was worth seven hundred bucks. Wow! Yeah. A bottle. A bottle. We keep them in the yard. Not broken. Not broken.
1: How far so down? That's so cool. It was on man. the top
0: layer. It was easy. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, uh, right from, from beginning to end, what 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 are people expecting for you to do when you show up?
0: We generally show up right after the site's been demolished and flattened. I need a. It doesn't have to be a. It just has to be a flat surface. It doesn't have to be exactly level. And then we'll figure out from the surveyor where the property lines are and where the house is. Sometimes on the residential sites, all commercial sites, they pig where the shoring goes. But sometimes we have... It's hard with some builders. They don't know exactly what they're looking at. I also very much believe builders should be licensed in the city of Toronto. I agree with you. I agree
1: with you. Honestly.
0: Uh, It's just too much. Just because, like, you're...
1: Okay. Okay. Driver's license. You're yeah. driving around with a three ton piece of machinery that can kill people and you're building a house that yeah. could kill people if it's not built properly.
0: Exactly.
2: I agree with you. Totally. What problems are you having with the builders? <laughs> like what why make what makes you feel that way? Like next to the danger part, what is it that's the
0: problem? So one wasn't one was a site super and I was having an argument on the elevation of the house and I could read elevations. I could read pretty much quicker than anyone. He's like, well, how did you get this number? How did you get this number? It's like, what did the all mean? I'm like, they're elevations from sea level. He's like, no, nah, man, they're, they're not like that. They're I'm like, no, 100%. They're the elevations of sea level. <laughs> they're all set from sea level. It's like, so we're, I don't remember the number, but it's like, we're did, He went up to his cottage
1: and got his boat? <laughs> Is that what he was going to do? Nah. So he can get his measurements? Like, what, does, doesn't this guy understand this, man? It, every drawing has it. Like, so. Yeah. Never done. Well, their why duty. is that on a construction site that if someone doesn't know the information, they got to test you or
2: well, some guys think they're <clears throat> some some guys pretend they're quizzing you and really they're actually learning. I've been a supervisor for companies and I've seen other supervisors. and I have friends that are supervisor. You know, they're growing in the business. They're still green. There's so much 100%. to learn as a supervisor. You've you to learn every single day. You could day. be in a huge du- uh, building division and not know anything, but still pull a magic trick out and make everyone believe that you
1: know what's going on. Yeah. Don't you still learn every single
0: day, Matt? Every day.
1: That's the point of this whole industry. That's why it's actually 100%. a really amazing industry, because yeah. you can learn every single day.
0: The powers of Instagram, too. It's amazing. I get to see people on how they do things. And I follow some guys in Russia and how they put hard surfacing on their augers to get through the rock and i've i actually took the tips from them and implemented in my yard (laughs) and then
1: well i mean in all fairness they're gonna know a thing or two about doing extreme building man like yeah like talking about that hole i mean like who came up with that yuri like some guy there he actually came up with that so there's got to be a reason behind that i know that when i did a poor video it went to Russia and it exploded to half a million
2: views. Yeah, I saw even more. You got even more than that. I was like, "This is crazy." That it was just
1: one from day, just, just, mostly from Russia, and then once it hit Middle East and Middle East and Russia, it just they flipped out. I wonder if concrete. it falls
0: the time zones too. When could you be. Post. It could be. Twelve hours later, it's making Russia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you get a lot of guys asking those kinds of. So I can see your posts out there, and they're probably asking, "Okay, what kind of bit you using there?"
0: Oh yeah, I have a great network. We share information where we buy stuff. We ship it in worldwide. So like, I got some guys in um, Germany. I got some guys in Italy. One in Spain. I talked to. Um, I, I love want, hearing that, man.
2: I want to kind of. I, I want to keep it in the same topic. But do you travel a lot to find new products? Like Manny spends like every year. He tries to get me to all the shows in Vegas, here in the states. Oh, no luck. Do you tra- do you travel a lot?
0: Every year, there's so there's. Two types of traveling I do for work and for pleasure every time I travel for pleasure my girlfriend hates it or fiance because you're
2: paying attention oh oh he, yeah. well hang on get this right again
0: I was, I was supposed to be married in May <laughs> back June I'm getting married three weeks from now so fiance but uh, congratulations by the way well they're letting
1: weddings happen now with 10 people so if you got 10 people go ahead and do we it we got
0: 17 in Cambridge I don't know how she did it but
1: Cambridge, I think, is stage three now, isn't it? It's just E.T. is stage two. Stage I don't eight.
0: know. I don't follow the rules Go anymore. further,
1: further away. You'll get stage three. No, all you need is longer tables. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're traveling personal, and you're probably doing what
0: we do. I was in Thailand, and I saw a construction site, and they were doing the shoring there. You know what? They weren't wearing safety gear. I walked right in. I hung out there for 30 minutes. She got so mad at me. She's Why? Gonna... You're learning. I, I was taking. But don't they videos? use bamboo? You're learning. <laughs> 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 don't get. no metal there, yeah. man. Don't, it's bamboo. Don't
1: get racist, I'm
0: man. I'm not. Don't. I'm being
2: serious. <laughs> <laughs> they do everything out a bamboo. Are you telling me that Shorin was bamboo?
0: No, the showing was all concrete. They had their own concrete plant <laughs> on site, though. Yeah, I was asking. It was yeah. a real question. It wasn't Everything working. above grades bamboo, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> their scaffolding is bamboo. It
2: might have sounded like a joke, but I was being serious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I do the exact same thing. When I was in Italy, I saw some guys doing concrete work, and they were actually digging down, and I looked into the hole as far as I could, and I saw all the network and the cable and how they did everything. And I was like, that's how you learn, man. Yeah, you
0: take pictures of it. Yes. And you analyze it. You yes. talk to someone.
1: That's how you learn. So she can't get mad for that. No. It's you know what? Time.
2: She knows what she married.
0: Yeah, that's what I told her.
2: <laughs> You're, listen, uh, one thing I tell people we're all predictable and we don't change. We can change, but it takes a lot. It takes dramatic things to happen in your life for a real big change. How do you change. say we're all predictable
1: we can't change? We're all it predictable. can change, but it I takes can, a lot. I can <laughs> always
2: guarantee that he's going to go on vacation and never be 100% on the vacation. It'll be 50% work. You, I can guarantee that you'll pull a Don Cherry on every oh, episode. Oh, that's not true.
1: <laughs> that's not. What else have you seen, Matt, in other places of the world?
0: I Please. always look at their processes on how they do it. And I compare it to our processes and what equipment they're using and what type of tooling they're using during those processes so
2: if you st- if you put it towards con- like if you put it number one country to number two country who's doing the best to say the third like best companies second our country sorry you're talking strictly like shoring yeah right? like be- best best excavation kind of techniques thing.
0: It, it's hard because like the europeans really perfected shoring yeah. but like there's a company out in the states called malcolm Malcolm drilling who do the craziest projects and the bridge projects they do all along commercial
2: industrial projects,
0: commercial industrial.
2: So projects. they're holding up the bridge while they're doing excavation or, oh, core yeah. digging or wow. drilling.
0: So yeah, but, uh, the Europeans are
2: mountains, concrete houses, buildings. Mount, yeah. Did you say mountains?
0: Yeah. So right. wait, didn't you go to Bama two years ago?
1: No, I didn't go. Uh, oh, didn't uh go- Will Gunnell went to Bama. Okay. So he was there. He was blown away by it. I want to go there.
0: I do prefer Con Expo, which I skipped this year because of COVID. Yeah, Of course, yeah. But Bomba was the second best construction show I went to. Really, yeah? Yeah. It has more equipment. Okay. I just, I like the American stuff. It's more geared for us. The European stuff was...
1: It's a little more... Yeah, yeah it's, I, I know you're saying, but I like that a lot more European stuff is entering into the Canadian market. I find almost that it's entering the Canadian more than the U.S. market. I agree. Yeah. And I think because we're a little more open to trying new ideas and he, new products. But you know what's funny
2: is like, okay, I'm not doing excavation like you or coring, but all my best machines in tiling are all Italian.
0: That's, that's, isn't that interesting? Isn't that crazy?
2: Yeah. Or it goes Italian-German. It yeah. bounces back and forth. So that's and then the, same the with next one industry. will be American. like. Yeah. Once in a while, I see a Canadian thing come up where I'm like, oh, that was cool, Canada. A Canadian? Right I'm, what
1: Canadian uh, just, products? Uh,
2: no, I'm just saying like a tool that I'm using. I uh, Once in a while, somebody will say, well, that's from Canada. I'll be like, wow, that's wicked, great. You know what I mean? i don't know any. Canadian i don't know tools. any. Exactly. i'm not talking about coring i'm just talking about no, my, no, tiling my, my tools. tools. Yeah. i don't know any canadian tiling tools i'm talking about tools in general i wasn't like i i mentioned that my best tools i just keep and, having the tiles image were of mastercraft What's like on?
0: everything but hey i love my mastercraft tools all my hand tools are Mastercraft for home for home <laughs> no for home and work those hang I, on I, <laughs> we just lost it just
1: lost connection there i How had one it? of my
0: grandfather's <laughs> spanners i broke I that's it, different hang on say, years a second there, ago. i totally
1: forgot he's a fifth generation caker <laughs> <laughs> i totally forgot man Listen, all that italian anything, talk in thailand talk i do shop and,
2: at i do shop at canadian tire but i've noticed that i, I usually buy stuff for my farm equipment i usually go princess auto or i go canadian tire for my for my farming stuff like fix my tractors and stuff yeah. But they all break. The only thing that keeps me coming back is the warranty. <laughs> Every time it breaks, they give me a better one. Yeah, of course they will. They replace it's, it. It's
0: no questions. You hand it to them. Like, Go and they give on you the shop. it. I know. I love that warranty. Like, yeah,
2: now
1: you need a receipt, though. <laughs> COVID wasn't really affecting you, was
0: it? I went from... Uh, I was 70 guys last year this time. Wow. And during COVID, we went down to 15. Oh, so that's and a big... It was big... Really hard. Because, like... All my guys have families mortgages like it it is tough
1: are you back to surviving now
0: i'm back to around 50 55 now
1: that's not too bad the other guys found other places to go work at or are they just at home collecting so
0: some guys didn't want to come back to work because they're scared and i fully respect that a couple i just didn't want to invite back because they didn't have enough work you know every company has a shovel holder of course but all the guys I have back now, minus one who's sitting at home because he doesn't want to come back to work, are rock stars. Like, pure rock stars. Wow, that's, that's great to hear, to
2: hear man. Yeah. mostly <laughs> Italian?
0: <laughs> I only have one Italian I brought in from Italy. Great Por- So you got a lot of Portuguese guys then? Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese, Filipinos. Wait,
1: hang on a second. You sponsoring this? <laughs> <laughs> um, no creations, though. I've never... No-
2: I've, I've only... like. When I've seen any excavation, I've only seen very few Filipinos. It's usually like Portuguese, Italians, like that's typically where Filipinos,
0: that. really? I have an army of Filipino welders. The best welders I have are my wow. Filipinos. They fabricate anything. I I dreamt I like to build my own tools too. I built this concrete hopper for my Skidster. I'm not sure you guys saw it on my Instagram. I just posted it randomly on, on the gram and yeah. I sold twelve of them wow yeah people are like that's a great idea i need that we fabricate it from scratch we make our own blank for the skidster attachment it moves just less than a meter of concrete it's it's amazing and um
1: what brand skidster are you Kubota.
0: Only Kubota. Only Kubota. Wow. It's like
1: Mike, because when we had Mike here from MagCor, because I know you guys are good buddies, it, like, he was the same thing. He, You taught him a lot about which machinery to go.
0: The problem with the machinery, it's not only just the machine you're buying, but it's who's going to service that machine, because like you said, they all break. The Kubota dealer in Toronto, Kui Brothers. Love been- them. First class for after sales service. Right off the four oh one there. Right off the four oh one. Yeah. That's where I go to. Yeah. I started buying my still chainsaws from them also just because the service was so good. The price isn't better but but you're
1: running a business and you want to know that you have that extension of service, right? Because you have, like you said, you've got three redundancy yeah. just exactly. in case. So they need to back you as much as you're yeah. going to. So well,
0: they're
2: huge in Kubota too. Like that's pretty much what they sell. Yeah. That's well, they the dibble dabble a little bit on some other machines, but it's all Kubota pretty it's,
0: much. Yeah. I guess it's 80% Kubota. But yeah. I also cut them a deal now that I buy all my equipment from them. So when equipment goes in for service or warranty, they give me a loaner for free. So i don't even have to rent a machine oh wow this is like buying a car yeah so what were you using before kubota i was using bobcats and takahuchis what did you
2: find of those two personal opinion there's nothing
0: like so this is my own two cents on bobcat bobcat was the best skidster on the market back in the day but ever since they got bought by doosan they became a lot where did
1: they drop the ball what happened maintenance right
0: maintenance their exhaust system and I had a bunch of electronic issues with mine. And I also feel like they weren't weighted properly because they were taking a tired skidster, putting the tracks on. Yeah. So it would always back and would drop into softer soil. I wouldn't skip across the soil. The best skidster on the market for me on tracks, hands down, is Takahuchi. I love that it's got the Yanmar diesel engine on it. It's bulletproof, it pushes harder than any other Skidster I experienced. Operator comfort isn't there though. It's a very basic Japanese machine, but more power than anything else for its price class. It's good to know. Yeah.
1: So obviously you've been to Concrete World of Concrete and checked out all the toys. Oh, or, I love it. Or, yeah, all that kind yeah. of shit, eh? Yeah. <laughs>
2: so who makes Kubota? Kubota. No, but like what what not like is it? Japanese. Japan. Yeah. It's also Japanese. Yeah. So is Makita. I know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Toshima. <laughs> uh,
0: they make good products, man. That yeah. country makes good products. It's a great product. Yeah. You know, they stand behind it. They give you a two-year warranty. Like, can't go wrong.
1: Well, you got to buy a product. You got to service it. You got to calculate how much you're going to get out of it before you have to let go of it. Or That's how, that's how running a
0: business is, I, man. Every machine I've gone to sell, right after I sell it, I do a calculation of cost of ownership. I want to know exactly how much that machine cost me. And I want to figure out how long it, they all depreciate the same amount of time, five years, if you want to find the true cost of ownership and then spread it out over the life of the machine. So I know how much it hit my books.
1: And that factors into wow. your decision-making on you. oh, what's a good machine that you bought, right? Exactly. So recently Bobcats were dropping the ball. Your cost of ownership was increased it was through the roof
2: yeah. and uh, the
0: downtime on them was huge.
2: I see the city using a lot of uh, John Deere's and cases. Have you tried any of them yet?
0: I learned on a case kit, so the 95 XT, first one, first machine I was ever in, I still visual, visualize it. I, I love to buy a 95 XT and just park it in front of my yard. as <laughs> <sentimental> <laughs> I find it really
1: funny that we're talking about machines the same way you'd be talking about cars.
0: Or Harleys or, or like, bikes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A Ferrari. Or <laughs> I want to park it in front of I get there's nothing I love more than my equipment. Like You know what? I, I'm a
2: Massey guy for farm equipment. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I love tractors. So when we're driving down the road and I see a tractor my wife's like Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I have the same thing with cranes and excavators. My fiance's like keep your eyes on the road <laughs> they don't get it They'll yes. never so get it. what about John Deere anything good anything bad that you've I heard I love John Deere I don't love their skidsters uh, I find them heavy backhoes top but of line Backhoes. their yeah. I love their excavators the, I have a 135G favorite machine I own if you ever see me in that machine operating might, I'm grinning from ear to ear Just, so you're still on, on the, the tools mark? You're, you're still on the tools then well, oh yeah Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
2: Oh, he thinks you're really handsome. <laughs> 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 Mark just walked Thanks, in Mark. And, and tapped Matt. Oh, and by the way, let's do a big shout out to our boy oh, Mark Oh, I was waiting Lux. for you.
1: That's your responsibility, uh, hey, man. Hey, you know what? I got it written down here. I was just waiting for a good opportunity, and that
2: was perfect. Mark just walked by. We want to say a big thank you for him supporting and always giving us a home for... Uh,
1: Recording the, the podcast. For the construction Mark life. and his crew have been on two of my jobs lately. Yeah. Like recently, right? And Doing if a you, hell of a job. And so. if you
2: follow Manny, that like... All his roofing
1: and Follow gutters. me online. Yeah. Don't follow me in person because yeah. that's just like creepy. <laughs> just Mark, creepy. Mark, <laughs> Mark's got his back in uh, <laughs> real construction.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Where were we? Oh, right, there Case, Excuse and John Deere. John Deere.
0: I love my John Deere excavators. <laughs> I think they make the best excavator wow. on the market. Wow. It's got three hydraulic pumps, beautiful Isuzu engine. I like the Isuzu engines versus the John Deere engines. Is it like a smaller diesel motor but more efficient? Is that what it is? I, d- I don't know 100%. They're all around the same horsepower, some physical size, but I also like the John Deere because of the dealership. Their after-sales service is service. amazing.
2: Yeah. It makes a huge difference, eh?
0: I import my drill rigs from Italy as Hitachis, and the reason I import them as Hitachis is not, I get an option between JCB and Hitachi. I import them as Hitachis because I know I could go to the John Deere dealership because they're the same machines and get parts and service. Wayjax won't sell to me because they're gray market machines and they think... I'm importing machines and cutting their grass John Deere I make a phone call at three o'clock the day before I'm in the shop 7 a.m. there's a box on the floor that says Matt's parts nice what else can you want that's the dude hon- that honestly, honestly and I don't
2: okay so I have a I have a John Deere all uh, a lawnmower uh, like a sit-down tractor <laughs> and it's it's a <laughs> x300 it's a pretty nice machine uh, it's better than the little ones at Home Depot and Lowe's. it's a really uh, nice machine uh, okay and I take, it, I take it in to get it, to get it, something fixed on it, and they're like, oh, well, that's under warranty. We'll just take care of all that for you, and we'll throw it in an oil change. And I'm like, wow. And they're like, you don't need to come here. We'll come to you. And I'm like, what Ooh. service is that, man? That's John Deere. Yeah.
0: So that's why I always say like, it doesn't matter so much what you're buying. It's who's going to sell it to you and who's going to service it and stand behind your product. That's
1: right. They're an extension of your brand.
0: Exactly. That's huge. And yet again, our biggest cost in this game is labor and our downtime with labor. A machine breaks down. Who the fuck cares about the repair bill? (laughs) There's five guys standing around
1: doing nothing.
0: Costing me $85 an hour each. You lose a day of opportunity costs if they have to go home early. So these
1: machines are important.
0: They're my lifeblood. That's why you
2: have three for every job site. (laughs) Not drill rigs. I I really thought it was... uh, when i did work for the city there was three or four of us on jackhammers and and air breakers and like we always had a few machines going so i just thought that three that means that three guys are hard labor all the time one backhoe guy you know like machines up at the
0: top uh you got dump trucks i have one dump truck and we do not put soil in it i do not do excavation what do but you put in it metal metal everything else but soil why is that um, I guess it's for
2: the tri-axle, really, right?
0: It's for the tri-axle to pull a trailer to get materials to site. Got it. Okay. It's actually got a hook and lift on it, okay. an Atlas Polar hook and lift. I love it. It's a great machine. I wish I didn't buy the Freightliner. It has electrical issues. Everything else in the really? truck is bulletproof.
1: What would you have bought? A Mac?
0: I bought a Volvo tractor recently, Okay. and uh, I was against it. I wanted the Peterbilt. My driver wanted the Volvo. He's and... been with me since the beginning. I made him sign the PO. I was like, no complaining, Paulo. and now i don't hear one peep from him so it's working it's working it's good that guy's amazing if i need him 4 a.m in the morning he's there at three you know what
2: though that's really amazing that you actually listen to your guy's preferences for them to enjoy their day more so that they can enjoy their job but you're not the one
0: in the seat I drove that truck three times now. I took it home one night. Okay, just to try it. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> the neighbors what the got mad at me.
1: Oh the neighbors got
0: mad at me. I'm in a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live at Broadview Danforth. Everyone's very professional there. So like I'm the construction guy in the neighborhood, so like I'm in a spat with one of my neighbors on if there's a parking spot at the end of the uh, at, the, at the end of the corner, and I'm like, this is a parking spot, and he always parks, so I can't park there. So I parked the tractor there one day. I <laughs> he probably love it. came out and just stared at it. Yeah, oh, he fully did, and I know he called the Toronto police. No. But What are you going to do? You can't tow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: he yeah. can hardly tag it, man. Uh, uh, you I'll know what? It. And, and it's so true, and because it's part of construction, I want to talk about it for just for a second. I've been at jobs, and you know, it's so hard for guys with big trucks like myself. I'm coming to do a project at someone's house and the way I look at it, every, every neighbor should be happy that their property value is going up when yes. someone's fixing 100%. someone's house. They but, don't get oh, it. But not only that, it's called the neighbor. Don't think you own the the street. And you know what? You should be supporting your next-door neighbor when he's going through something because instead of making more problems, it's going to take longer for the project to
0: finish instead of helping them and letting them get through it as fast as they can. They don't
1: want to. Sorry, I had to say that.
0: I I 100% agree, and this frustrates me beyond belief. Like you You are there working on that person's property. That neighbor down the street is going to want something done on their property. Yeah. And you're increasing the value to that house, the which neighbor, is increasing the property yes. value of the street. It's just – They it, don't do that but, math. But yeah. what, they don't, what I don't
2: understand is the more trouble they cause, the longer the
0: problem. Yes. And the more of the spat. But here's the other thing. As much as I agree with you there, I love it because so many times I get shoring projects – because the they have a want to deal with, with the neighbor <laughs> <laughs> that's wicked yeah, I, I i play a little game like yeah you could fully not sure this property you just got to get the neighbor to agree all of a it's like yeah i get my neighbor to agree goes over to the neighbor it's like I just need to take down your fence, dig on your property, and we'll reinstate it. It's like, no, no, you're not doing that. I'm like, oh, you're getting shoring now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that 20 grand. There's my sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: done. I just want to make a note that Carlito's in heaven here talking about all this machinery. Huh. Oh, you yeah, know totally. you are. I love machinery. Oh, I, do.
2: I, I buy tools. <laughs> my my backhoe is 1974. Beautiful. So um, one of the farmers said to me, I said, you know, I'm gonna buy some more machinery. And he said, Don't buy anything new he says you know you're not in business with this machinery you're doing it for your personal hobby farm by old less electrical the less problems and it's so true so i got a Massey with a, a, a you know a perkins engine in it it's an army tank i actually found out the motor was in an army tank
0: Really? That's where it originated. It well, came the from Perkins, the war. Well, Perkins was the original diesel menu, engine manufacturer. That's
2: right. But that engine got transferred from the war into the machines, and they kept that design for Holy so shit. long. From England. So, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving a tank. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, 1974. I still have my backhoe. Probably in the last 16 years, I probably put about $9,000 into it, Brakes mostly hydraulic tires. lines, oh. braking, and. Leaks and stuff so, like yeah, that, right? Out. Diesel lines always busting and stuff I like that. I do enjoy
0: my Massey Ferguson tractors. I, nice. I was, yeah.
2: <laughs> I got Massey clothes too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a <my> Massey hat, Massey <laughs> <and> shirts. <laughs> Where do you get all that stuff from? A Massey dealer. Just out of curiosity,
0: <laughs> what, what do you farm? Uh, Anything in particular? Or? Right
2: now, I've been clearing a couple acres. Uh, I've been growing garlic. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and I want my wife is doing catnip. So really? Yeah. So it's really progressed. I never expected her catnip to get so far. Uh, we're planning to go into business, well, my wife's planning to go into business selling catnip. So she has an organic strain that's pretty crazy. I'm not going to get into it too much because it's her, her little uh, secret, but I'm getting into garlic. I was doing nine species. I broke it down to one. Uh, nobody's really interested unless you're a chef. Like, unless you're no, like, no, I,
0: I, I love. if garlic. you're a
2: chef, you love garlic. Then you yeah. get into spicy garlics, like Hungarian, Russian. How many
0: different
1: garlics are you making? Oh,
2: there's a lot of garlic, like Sicilian. Like they, they all have their purpose for food, but you have to be a gourmet chef to understand where they go. Everybody just wants music. They want to this- see a big garlic clove, not too spicy, but
0: it says it's garlic. But those bigger cloves don't even transfer the, the flavor of the garlic, I find. Like you buy those bigger clothes that are grown in Oh, Asia. that's why I'm saying yeah. that
2: I'm, I'm going to music because nobody really cares. So what we do is we grow Hungarian or Croatian or Russian for ourselves. And then we eat that through the year and we throw it in our meals,
0: right? You would love actually coming to my office. I have my own planter box <laughs> gardens where I grow my own stuff. Oh, I have you, no garden. Really? I'll, Just herbs and things like that? No, I got tomatoes. I got it's lettuce. It's wicked. Good I, for you. I had my lunch from there today. See, you. You're, you're garlic, pol-
1: tomatoes, espresso, spaducci. You're, your background's coming out. <laughs> you're listening this to The Construction charming. Life where we're talking about food and espresso <laughs> and, and a little bit of tractor and oh, machinery. I should have
2: knew when you came with all this food.
1: <laughs> uh, I love eating. So. Good for you. All right. We got our, our, our second last segment there, Carlito. Oh, wow. I don't know. He's going to surprise you. I don't know what he's going to do today. Well, so
2: do you know the game, right? Which one is it? So it's a first (laughs) offense on a job site. So I'm gonna Uh ask you a question, you're gonna tell me Is it it (laughs) five (laughs) fifty?
1: The last guy that said it got it wrong.
2: (laughs) You never know. I love that people are knowing that, man. (laughs) Well well it's funny, but there's you know only so many numbers, but once it gets into, I think I'm going to take it to the second offense now because we we've pretty much almost covered all the first offenses. I mean, we could keep going, but anyways, I tried to find something. Okay, oh. so this is Carlito's Green Book.
1: Yes. Okay. So
2: construct a constructor failing to keep support system design drawings and uh, specifications of project under 236-7 on what? site. On site. What is the what is the fine if an inspector comes on? and He's asking for, for the those? first offense.
0: I I actually gonna have to say five fifty. I'm gonna say five fifty. You're both right today, <laughs> <laughs> and you win a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you paid for it already,
1: <laughs> and that was Carlito's green buck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting back to Matt. So. Hey, where are my notes, man? You stole my notes? Hey, man. <laughs> did you come to the meeting? <laughs> <laughs> you got so much badouch in your hand. At you can't turn even keep up. Turnkey <laughs> Shoring on IG, www.turnkeyss.ca, info at turnkeyss.ca, and the YouTube channel, Turnkey. We're talking to Matt. We're talking about shoring. We're talking about where did the name come from, Turnkey?
0: I originally wanted to do a, a turnkey solution for solving the builder's problems because every builder complains about getting out of the ground.
1: It's true. It's, Once we get out of the hole, did
0: that start early in your construction years? Yes. Every time we were baking ground, when I was younger on construction site, it was a big deal. Like, you know, ramp up, start of a project, got to get out, got to worry about caving soils. And it's that first milestone yeah. to get out of there. Once you're backfilled and Everything else comes. It's easy, right? So yeah, it's predictable.
1: <laughs> Can you're I? not there. You're yeah. gone. You're on to the next hole. Gone. <laughs> no, that, that's
2: that's brilliant because most guys just come to work and all they want to do is go home and get high or get drunk or yeah. excuse me or go party. What? Huh? Uh, so it's true. Yeah. It, at most typical guys that just come to work. You, you took it to another level. You were coming to work, but you were trying to find your niche. Mm-hmm. You were trying to. You were involved. You were excited, and you took it to the next level. That's what made you so interesting over everybody else
1: that just was just coming to work to just take their check and go home where's the future where do you see turnkey from here you eight years I, old
0: i am in the process of starting to drill geothermal holes wow oh and harnessing some of that energy that's um, for
2: big corporations then
0: well no they're doing it in residential houses yeah. application but i i would like to start I'm in an interesting spot now. I also do commercial shoring. I got a, a larger rig also from Italy, an SR45. So we're doing more townhome sites now, and a lot of them have geo fields in them. So I'd like to start drilling the geo fields also. Okay, so, so sometimes they go as deep as what? 450 to 600 feet,
2: depending now, on where it is. Now those geo fields are they underwater running springs or just pools of water or? Or is no. it just a temperature that you're looking for
0: that 65 or whatever? I, I don't actually understand the science of it yet. I've been, trying I mean, there's to 15
2: it. different ways of doing geothermal, but
0: yeah, exactly. But basically the one I'm trying to get into is where they drill a hole 450 feet and a couple of them, I guess, and a couple of them. And they put a loop down, which yep. is basically a, a one inch pipe going to the bottom that loops back up and gets tied into a heat handler. That's what we started. Uh, I actually have my first project next week. So congratulations. Well, thank you. Wow. I'm Can I
2: ask how big the home is? Cause I, I, I don't see it being a 3000 square foot home. It's gotta be something like 10 or 15,000. So, no,
0: no, th- this one's only about 6,000 square foot house. It's not going to heat the house or cool the house entirely. You still have to. Put so it's, it's in the a supplement. It's a supplement. Driveway swimming pool. Don't know what they're squash court. So <laughs> I that. I the base heated
1: plane. floor in the squash yeah. so the rubber bounces better <laughs> so that's interesting so it sounds like it's more of a challenge that you're trying to figure out can I actually use similar tools that I'm using right now Yes, and expand exactly. your business from there so
0: we already have the capabilities with some of the equipment to do smaller holes like, such as this
2: that's 2 inch or 4 inch
0: well, or the, holes, the holes will be 6 and a quarter inch Okay. With, um, and then you gr- as you pull your liner you grout it with high Fancy grout that's really expensive.
1: (laughs) And non-shrink grout, whatever, hydraulic grout? Yeah. Okay. And
0: um, then you just start pumping through it, and you monitor how much. And then you do one test well, and then whatever heat you get out of there, they tell you how many more holes to drill in the project. So I got the guys already. A lot of oil and gas companies have gone broke or closed down, so I've been hiring a lot from Alberta. Wow. Excellent. Great great knowledge base there, and I, I always... Welding, wellers, hop- yeah. 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 I always like to try and hire on a culture basis. My guys, if you come to my sites, they all eat and breathe the turnkey culture. Like we're a family. We all work together for the common goal. Quality and safety are first. I always tell them profits will let me deal with. <laughs> I love it, man. I like yeah. that. Let I me like deal that. with the profits. Yeah. So I got these guys. And then along with that, I'm going to be doing dewatering on my own sites. What's okay. That?
2: Yeah. What is that?
0: So you basically drill a hole, you put the same sort of pipe into the ground, not as deep to where the water level is, and you start pumping the water to the surface.
1: So you're basically sucking all the water. Sucking all you're the sucking the water table. Why?
0: Off. So you build the house, so, so it's you can, dry. You can okay. excavate, so it's dry. So yeah. you don't. Have yeah, to, yeah, but you
1: could do it on
2: stilts. You have all the machinery to put stilts in. People want basements. People want basements. Yeah, those squash
0: courts. Squash courts. Yeah. yeah.
1: Home theaters. All you need. Golf is simulators.
0: <laughs> all, I, all I remember is I did a project Lawrence and Bayview. There's an underground river there the guy wanted i'm not sure what he wanted but it was a deep basement it's 20 foot basement oh that's huge man it was was disgustingly big and there's an underground river i remember i was in (laughs) i blew my brains out getting the shoring in there because it was such bad soil conditions then these caving in was it just like it was just water it was we were double lining the holes where you take a steel liner which as you drill in as we're drilling we put the first one in and then we realized there was so much Water pressure coming in. We had to put a second one over top, even bigger. Wow! To cut off the water to get our steel piles in the wow. ground. Wow! Anyways, then this Atlas depolar comes along and drills a couple of holes in and out in a day. They charge eighty thousand dollars, and then they get to charge by the day per liter pumped of water. Like this is a great business. Dun
1: dun dun! Ah, wow! wow.
0: Just a straight rental business on equipment they install, <laughs> and you have <laughs> to pay them or else they'll just turn off the pump. You have to pay they them or they, they do, turn yeah. off the pump. They'll flood the site for you.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, anyone that's going for an eccentric 20-foot
0: basement
1: but what's is going to have the money for city-wise, that. City-wise, what happens to the water? Are, are you getting upset so neighbors? Or you they re- had a
0: permit to pump into the city infrastructure. Okay. All right. Apparently, those are very hard and rare to get. You usually have to pump them into holding tanks and then truck it out afterwards. Because so. it was
1: only, what, 10 years ago, or maybe a little bit more, that the city just got rid of all the connections. To yeah. The city, right? So now we're all forced to yeah. That's funny our- you say
2: that, because if you look at any of the Toronto projects on the side of the road, you'll always see a huge shipping container that's actually a water container. Yeah. And anything that's coming out of those holes is actually being sub-pumped into that container. They come and move one or two a day, right?
0: A hundred percent. There's yeah. two of them there. Or there's two at Keelan uh, Black Creek. They've been there forever. Yeah. They pump every there? day they pump Wait, them
1: out. But they're they're making money off of it every single
0: day. Every single day. Every hour. Backcharge the city. Yeah. And it's something like, and there's so many unknowns to it, which I love, because now the city doesn't know how much water you're pumping. They're making an estimate from some engineer that did it calculation that could be completely bogus all I'm
1: doing is I'm hearing the carbon copy of the invoice just being oh, torn well, off and Here also you go. every, for
0: every you go. foot
2: I think it's like 50 grand or something that you're going down you're getting extra from the city because oh, you're digging deeper and deeper
0: exactly so
1: talk about dollar bills yeah. being pinned against the mud the exactly
0: dirt. so and then on this project they had this junior engineer that would come by the project once a day check the oil in the pump and then Record how many liters pump to send a bill. I was like, oh,
2: wow. Man. I never seen that before. I was like, that's better than shoring.
1: <laughs> 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 so that's where you're diving into. That's, yeah. that's how you're going to, that makes a lot of sense. Man. And
0: the best part is all the equipment is I could use it. Yeah. You have
2: all this yeah. same thing. So you're finding that your equipment's being able to do 10 different things.
0: Yes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get more equipment utilization. Well, it goes back
2: to cost cost yeah. per, right? So you're really you're really getting your money's worth now on all your machinery. Yes. Yeah, so but it's taken you eight years to get to where you're at, and a lot of math.
0: Yeah, so you know, a lot of oh, we got these. Probably shouldn't say that, but I got these Air IQ tracking devices on all my equipment, and I track how many hours used per job site, and figure out my utilization utilization per month on every machine. We run. The drill rigs are about seventy percent utilization, so there's still thirty percent more that could be working. Wow! And you're
1: trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure that out.
0: It's, what do you
1: think is off the top of your head that that thirty percent? What
2: is probably that?
0: need a bigger crew, maybe a bigger crew because I you can only do show.
2: so much with five or six guys. I've been I've been yeah. doing like I've done trenching that's twenty five feet plus down and city work and a you know got to learn a little bit um, outside the, the outside outside the box coming into their world and. I'm paying attention to things that they just really weren't paying attention to because it was just a job for them. But I'm like you; I was very interested in you know where it was going, and I can't believe how much work is being done by three or four guys, but like six. Then you get eight guys going. You're getting a lot of production done.
0: Yeah. So on on my drill sites, we only send two to three guys, and my two to three guys—they're fucking weapons. Yeah. (laughs) These guys know. I I love it. like, (laughs) Like we are so efficient. Like. The, my favorite operator. You taught these guys? Or? I trained these guys. Okay. So one's an, my, one's an operator. One's an operator, one's a front end.
2: Okay, and, and that, would be, that would be a swamper then? Yeah, swamper. Okay, so most guys call them swampers yeah. so that when the backhoe can't see or the machine can't see, he's telling the guy what to do.
0: Exactly. And I think about two in particular, Connor and Austin, they don't even talk to each other during the day. They just. Instinct. It's instinct. They know they're pointing. One knows what whip line to use, set the steel, pull the steel.
2: So one guy's working the crane, so that's the three?
0: Yeah. Wow. They're great at what they're doing. I actually just bought Connor a truck just because he was doing doing so well. What did you buy him? What's that?
1: What did you buy him? 150
0: Yeah!
2: I but love it was it. the gas.
0: If I was buying the diesel, I'd buy the GMC for the diesel. Yeah, Zuzu. but you know what you can do
2: because you're a number man. I want you to think about this. If you spend 4500 bucks, you can turn that into a propane gas vehicle and you still have the same power and you'll get triple your mileage out of it.
0: So I've heard other. The, I,
2: all my buddies have propane now. I've heard guys do this. I'm my van right now. I'm getting prepared to turn it to propane. So I have a couple buddies. They swear by it. They have the power. They can go fast. Uh, when they really need a lot of power, they switch it over to gas.
0: So you get switch back and forth Yeah, too? so
2: they start, they start with gas in the morning. They start the car up with gas, and then they just hit it over, and it goes right to propane.
0: So you have two gas tanks now?
2: You have a gas tank and a propane tank. Oh, man. And if you ever need a, if you ever run out of fuel, you just take someone's barbecue and hook it up. That's not true. I'm geez. just joking about that part.
1: <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> As he siphons gas out of the <laughs> car. No, but so like
2: my buddy says to me, he has he has a resort up on uh, forty-one and and seven. So he's always coming into the city all the time, and he's doing I would guess about three or four hundred kilometers each direction, and he's cut his fuel down to like thirty percent really going propane
0: how does he feel like how often you have to fill up because i got a bunch of guys driving i preparing. hope it's a tank well, the
2: tank is pretty big that that really determines on the guy you go see and what you want to get but it's going to take space up from the bed they can they can put it underneath too you just have to have a sticker on the back it says propane Under, underneath the truck yeah you can put it underneath where the spare tire huh. is so uh, sounds good really dude cabs have been doing it for years there's been you know how many vehicles are propane no one pays attention all your limos all your cabs there's accidents all the time you never hear about an explosion i'm so intrigued
1: (laughs) there was that big sundial the other
2: day i was at the i was at the farm and i had a i had a a 30 30 pound tank out in the sun and i I left it in the sun it was the shade was in the morning and then i and my wife looks over and she says hey what the fuck's going on with that tank and all I could see is fuel, like the propane, the first, you know how there's like one, two, three stages before it blows? Yeah. The sun's beating on it. has got the first stages releasing. So I just grabbed and I put it out into the shade and I was like, yeah, we'll just leave that over there for <laughs> now. <laughs> Don't walk over there. <laughs> you know, about two hours later, it cooled down. Mm-hmm. I was like sniffing around <laughs> i was like it's okay i'll use it <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course i'll use it again <laughs> sorry gotta, uh, i got uh, off track but i'm just uh, saying like if you want to get even more you want to make more money back and it's cleaner so less carbon footprint better on the motor less carbon build up into i in know if you injectors. guys have done that yeah
1: you should look into it yeah, i'd entertain that for sure you'll
2: pay your my buddy swears
1: you'll get your money back in the first year i gotta ask you matt biggest and smallest jobs that you've done What's the smallest, tiniest job? Like, have you short a shed? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I
0: short a lot of small things. We do a lot of sports fields, installations, high mass posts. Okay. Oh. Those, are, those are one day in and out. I've done a couple telephone poles. I've Is that done for Toronto a- Hydro?
2: Telephone poles. Oh sorry, Bell. Yeah, That'd be Bella Rogers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Bell it was being the big distributor, yeah.
0: Cell phone towers are small one day jobs. The smallest actual job would have been we, we call them these three pile specials we do for twelve grand. It's three piles. It's essentially the it's for like a a, a backyard walkout, but uh, smallest thing we ever assured.
1: That would be pretty small, I guess. So I guess, yeah. yes. why
0: would okay, so as a homeowner why
2: and when do I call you? Wait a minute. Did a half naked man just show up there in the fridge? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw that. Like, oh. It's like yeah, corner but, of my eye. I was you like, know what? 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 Only at
2: the construction life. <laughs> we, are, down. we are at a live shop with a full gym in the back. Uh, <laughs> must be a full gym. There are guys tattooed and pumped over here. <laughs> Is that a little weird?
0: <laughs> no, nope, that's the
1: construction life.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> what's, what's the biggest job you've ever done? The biggest job... At- I ever done is the one I'm on right now, which okay. is $1.7 million.
1: That's a big job. Yeah. What are you doing there?
0: We're doing two levels of underground, but we're holding up a, an old church that's on the property. Cool. And that's the cost. That's a real cost driver on the project. So there's a large portion, which I had to sub out to uh, EBS, Okay. where they do these grouted helical installations to hold up the buildings and we're able to get two levels underground with that it's it's pretty cool what they do
1: man i can only imagine sleepless nights not a part of this equation oh, man.
0: every time it rains i'm like yeah oh, man i really hope my shoring holds <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's all bolted together right still no though, uh, welded all, well all, everything, so everything gets, gets welded. Weld, but still yeah. and you're worried man. about
2: those welds uh, breaking
0: no we're uh the ground it's all it just uh, dropping in we all those welds are CW like all our welders are C W B like What does that will, mean? This well, it's the licensing body in Canada, so you, they all done their tests. But the weld the steel will never fail on the weld. It's the stronger than the steel. Yeah, it's stronger than the steel.
2: It's the steel that breaks a fractures. It's a steel that
0: breaks or something kicks out. I'm never worried about the steel actually breaking. I'm more worried about piles kicking in. Actually my biggest fear is there's a drill rig that fell in in a rainstorm it was at the top of the bank ready to get shipped out and we had a big rain and it fell into yours? the yours not mine oh. i'd be devastated Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, and it fell into the actual yeah. so my guys are all so well trained that the equipment gets parked at the front of the site branding forward because you always have the turnkey name to the course street. canada flag up yeah of course Congress, man puts the canada flag up and quaker away from the the (laughs) hole (laughs) so we'll never fall into the hole um well
2: and you know that's something important like we've been you know we've been making fun and we've been having a good time we yeah we have (laughs) all of us um we've been talking you know you're you're talking about crazy numbers but people don't realize that one of these failures or one of these accidents you're out of business yeah. And that means 70, 70 guys that rely on you and depend 55. on you and their families, not including their families, will have no work with one major accident. And a, and a lot of things, too, is like because I worked for the city, I saw these crazy numbers. And, and you think, oh, $50,000. But you don't realize how much six guys cost and the machinery oh, and, and the, the pumps stage. and the and the tanks and everything else that goes along with it, the permits right. and everything else.
0: That's why that one chainsaw that's. 500 bucks I'm not worried about sending an extra one it's the cost of the labor it's also the cost to outfit the person correctly with the right PPE with everything because if you come to my site everyone's decked out they're all wearing their safety we don't quality and safety we don't cheap out on those are the two okay, MOL must love you eh we had an issue with someone calling the MOL because we were doing such volumes of jobs and they were getting mad at us. So Mine. you're
1: successful and you're doing well yeah. and someone's upset. It's just a challenge.
0: Well, we took a job that, you know, they wanted, I guess. And it's happened a couple of times. And they think calling the MLL on us is going to What, they don't over. think you're prepared. It's hilarious. My guys don't even talk to them. The Ministry of Labor walks up to the drill rig operator. The drill rig operator reaches behind his seat, pulls out our safety binder, says, go call Fernando, let me know what you want. My sister has it all laid out. We have our whole safety equipment in the drill rig and they're all trained on how to use it. We have safety plans. We have all the fall protection there. Everyone's trained. They don't go to site unless they're trained. If they're not trained, we identify them as not trained and we have them work with a senior person. My sister does a great job to, with her health and safety binders. We get pinched for the odd thing, like the last thing we got. They was have to pinch you for something. Not some putting a harness thing.
2: on or something stupid, right? It, uh, Pylons in the right a, place, a signs potty. up. A like what? A porta potty. No way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. What? There was something. no sink in it or something? Or there was no. There was no heater in the porta potty. Wow. But it's over, what is that, over five or six you have to? So you had more than five we or six? We had three people.
0: guys and there was no heater in the porta potty. It was the winter time. And so they shut down the job site for that. Do you
2: know how many porta potties I've had to shit in? Just tell them that that the guys ate
0: chili for that. And there's (laughs) twenty. And there's there's twenty of us
2: out there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: and then we. And by the way, uh, (laughs) off topic but on topic, there's a mad shitter in the city. What he will? He knows how to get into these porta potties, and he will leave huge. Marks in people's fucking porta potty What are no. you talking about, man? Every every morning when I was working for the city, I'd come in and some guy would hit it up, like a homeless guy or somebody. Would just smoke that thing. We'd have to call in. This, we'd have to call in the guys to wash it all out because nobody could use it.
0: Oh man, what does he do? Just stand on the seat and poop at the doors?
2: I, if someone didn't like, the, I think it was like one of the homeowners on one of the high rise condos just no came way. in. No <laughs> No way. No way, man.
1: Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. <laughs> off topic, but on topic. Matt, there's so many words here that I've never thought it would be on this podcast, and like Matt Shitter is one of them. I don't, I don't get it, man. I, really I did not don't.
0: anticipate talking about Shitters. <laughs> I don't get
1: it. Have so we covered
2: everything? No, no. I, I, I never, because Manny was so excited, like I was, <laughs> speaking to you. Um, what would a homeowner call you for? I have a two or 3,000-square-foot home. I'm going into
0: renovation. Why and when would I call you? So basically, any basement under over 6-foot excavation depth in Toronto will need some sort of shoring or some sort of geotechnical review. Generally, after 8 feet, they're calling us to do engineer drawings, which we do do ourselves. I have two great staff members who do, do our own engineering, nice. and we submit to the city. And then after that, we evaluate the site and figure out where the shoring needs to go. We give you a plan. You say yay or nay, and we give you a price. And then we rock and roll.
2: Is that from the seat of your truck? <laughs> Not anymore. Not
0: anymore. So,
2: so if anyone knows, if it's in the seat of the truck, don't ask him for a price. Yeah. <laughs> they,
0: they don't know that he's in the seat of a truck. Oh, he could be oh, the seat I of the cat. <laughs> he could be on a cat. Yeah, he could be one of his tools. I, I don't know? actually give up pricing anymore because I, <laughs> I, I'm too soft to certain people. Like I give uh, really good right, pricing. Man. So.
1: You've come a long way. It's good. There's no, a reason for that's it. That's great. That's yeah. great to hear all that stuff, man.
0: Well, I really enjoyed being here too. You guys are rock stars. <laughs> we're not quite
1: finished. Here. Oh, okay. We're Sorry. Not, we're not quite. You guys finished. are kicking me out no, no, we're not. You brought all this food, man. You know, ba- you're basically European. M- Manny, <laughs> Manny, once he gets a little bit of food in him, he starts to slow down in the mind. No, Matt, we got one more segment to do, right? So first of all, wait a second. What? What? Hang on a sec, man. First of all, we're talking to Matt from at Turnkey Shoring. Sure, mean. IG, www.turnkeyss.ca, info at turnkeyss.ca, and YouTube channel, Turnkey. Are yeah, I'm going to check that out you tonight. You're going to check it out? Yeah. All right. Matt, we have... Oh, uh, we what? have the 10 questions. You know about this one? No, I don't know about this one. This is a one. new one. This is maybe only 10 or 12 episodes. Yeah, in. but it's been really fun, and it's been changed in the last podcast. So when I was in the film business, I used to watch a show called The Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton. And at James the end Lipton of the was show, the
2: old guy with the glasses, right?
1: He had glasses. He yeah, was I used to watch guy. them. Sure. Yeah. I think there's millions of old guys with glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he had a show and at the end of it, he would interview the, uh, the actors and producers and he would ask these 10 questions. I catered them to the construction industry. So the first question, what is your favorite construction word? Ooh. Ooh?
0: <laughs> I'm just going to have to go with oh. machine if that counts. It does. It does.
1: What is your least favorite construction word? Failure. Mm. What turns you on in construction?
0: Oh, the the sound of the diesel engine just roaring <laughs> gets me hot and horny. You
2: what? must be Croatian. It's, it's, it's
0: you with the Massey Ferguson tractor. Right? I'm sure when that goes on, I'm like oh, oh,
2: dude, oh, just pure wood. Get, huh? Honestly, my wife has this like she screams at me. We have now a, a walkie-talkie. She actually says, "Get off the tractor." <laughs> <laughs>
1: What turns you off in construction?
0: It could be some of the, like the other traits that aren't respectful to the to the tra- like to my guys. Like if it's not left clean, if the demo guy leaves garbage there, they just don't care. They don't care. I, I just it really bothers me when guys don't care on site. Like irks me.
1: What's your favorite sentence phrase with a curse word in it? Let's fucking go.
2: that's the longest fucking go i've heard
1: (laughs) what construction sound or noise do
0: you love oh it's the sound of those diesel engines again huh fuck when my truck backs in buddy i am like out the window like yeah give me a honk (laughs) (laughs) Paul. that's so
2: exciting you know what that must be an exciting feeling for your guys to see that you're just as pumped as they are to come to work
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it's fantastic, man. I see them on the road. I'll be honking at them like, hey. <laughs> 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 what construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, the grinding metal. I do not uh, like I'm like, oh, I hear that like someone didn't use the grease. <laughs> uh, what profession
1: other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: You know what? I've been. I love what I do. I truly wake up every morning excited to go to work. I go to work six days a week. I love. Good. Truly, what I do.
2: You better start making it five. If you want to stay married? I know. She already said that. I'm not even
1: kidding. You, First bro. of all, <laughs> technically, he's not married. Yeah. What but profession he is. would you not like to do?
0: To be one of those professionals, like a, a lawyer, accountant, type of thing. What? You know, lawyers coming have, from an accountant's blood, you know, yeah, lawyers and have and the highest my,
1: suicide rate. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, my, my fiance, she's a lawyer. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> dum, dum, dum. She's a corporate lawyer. She didn't work one week, all week. She had no work come in. And then Thursday night, we were supposed to go out for dinner. This is a year ago. And she's just like, no, I got to start working. She worked the whole weekend. Like 18-hour days on a piece of work. And yeah. she's at their beck and call.
1: Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Heaven
0: does exist. And... Uh, Um, I had a good life, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt, thank you very much, man. This has been a great talk. I'm finally got, I'm happy that you got on the show, man. I'm very happy
0: too. I really enjoyed coming out here. I will promise I will hammer down Dom to get out here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We have to get Dom on the show. We have to. That should be really interesting. And we got
1: to pass by your office so we can go get some tomatoes. And some espressos. And some espressos from a proper machine.
2: And the next time I see you, I might have to bring you some garlic. There you go. You know
0: what? I would really enjoy that. Like we I, have
2: some Hungarian garlic that's been in my wife's family for 45 years. And you're listening to the years.
0: Construction
1: Life, the Farmer's Market <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> but I want to say, you guys do a great job, especially on the, the, the human side of this. I truly Thanks, love man. that part of it. We're like, good. I like to hear the, the stories that people have gone through intricacies of what they do
1: i i i I tell them all the time afterwards we always call each other and we review everything we talk about it and we've done 94 95 shows yeah yeah i was heard that wasn't
0: 100 i was looking at that no
1: i know we have our planning for our 100th right but the thing (laughs) is i I still am fascinated that we have yet to hear the same story well and i love that
2: and you know this this was about you This wasn't about me and him. This is about you. And that's what's so interesting, right? When we do speak, like, when you leave, we'll be driving home to our our loved ones. Our planets. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we'll be speaking about the things we enjoyed and how much fun we had. And I find that... We should we should almost be recording the conversation that we're having because it's we we ended up having so many questions we never asked you afterwards and we're like I always say to Manny Fuck I should have asked <laughs> him that It's like I the
1: director's have, cut I know always at, we, we just say you know what Let's do a part two The director's two. That's all it cut is. The director's Manny He
2: just invented another <laughs> sequel People
1: are, people are amazed that we really don't cut out that much like we're always leaving a lot of the you know, talk I, in there I,
0: Yeah like I was listening to these before and like. We don't cut it's, out that much. I mean, we wrong. there's there's been certain things. Oh, it's that wrong. Been... <laughs> I call it no policing. You know, Manny's
2: got his opinion. I've got my opinion. As, as you know, we always argue back and forth. I hate the forth. TV rental shows. Had, you I can't have, stand I love television. Especially <laughs> the one that he was on. Um, and, and I love it. That's his... And you know what? I should never be able to hold him back from his thoughts and his feelings. And he should never be able to do that to me and vice 100%. versa to you. Exactly. And because we're so different, it's nice to to try to figure something out that works for all of us, right?
1: Wait a minute. I got a, I got a sense that your fiancé probably watches the reno shows, and you watch... I hate those Okay. Shows. Well, but hey, hang on. She? That's right, I know, from. I know <laughs> where that's where you came
0: from. <laughs>
1: hate is a harsh word, but I fucking hate them too, right? Fuck
2: okay, yeah. <laughs> Since there's two hates, I'll say I love them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. We'll do another one with you, Matt. We're actually on a job site where you're drilling.
0: I would love to have you both out. Oh, a, we'd love Honestly, that. man. If you're free this coming week at I'd, I'd love to up, come and check it out, dude. Yeah, we'll set you up with some safety gear. Yeah, yeah for we sure. Have everything. Orientation and for we sure. You guys out there? I totally would love I'm, to. see that I'm so
2: macked out. It's not even cool. funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing Mac Construction's hat. <laughs> I'm wearing Jeez. Mac Construction right now. I'll actually leave you guys some hats and some stickers. After I love this. it. By the way, we love gifts. Uh,
1: what he brought all this food. I brought this all this is food. This amazing. amazing. It's I know. Expensive. Rosie, thank oh, look, you so much. He is Italian.
0: Amazing. If you can see him right now <laughs> with his hands, this is offensive. If you come to my office, I pour you an espresso. And you don't drink it. Oh, it's amazing. I'll be like, <laughs> Man, what
2: an amazing. O- honestly, we don't. We don't. There's been one or two people usually. We get like a cigar with people, or there's a drink, but what, this is crazy. You, there's been
1: booze, there's been food. There's been uh, if you yeah. ever say,
2: I'm coming to your house, come over to my house for a barbecue, I'm totally coming.
0: Oh, <laughs> if, if I got a green egg smoker. Like, if oh, yeah, like... listen,
1: I'm just gonna give you a forewarning if you thought you saw a half naked man in this, you're gonna see a full naked man in that. <laughs> Okay, Matt, thank you very much. Carlito, we got to get out of here, man. We are talking to Matt from Turnkey Shoring. And find him again at, at Turnkey Shoring. Uh, www.turnkeyss.ca. Info at Turnkeyss.ca. And the YouTube channel, Turnkey, man. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate it, man. Dude, solid. Wonderful show. Carlito, get us out of here. 416. Pff, ah, watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> <laughs>